Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the depressed, the disappointed, and the confused, Luke Mueller. Want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Well, guys, here we are again. We were all hoping for a much happier episode. We were hoping for a, a much better performance this past week when our Packers took to Lambeau Field against the New York Jets. And yet again, our boys fall short in a much more embarrassing fashion, this time falling 27-10 to 10 in a game that was 3-3 at halftime. You know we're going to get into it, try to get us all through these hard times. But first... I have an email, actually. Oh, oh little little audible here. Yep, all right. Yep. <clears throat> like Aaron Rodgers at the line. I see a run call. I don't like it. We're audibling. Especially when the offensive <laughs> line doesn't block, but we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, so uh, loyal listener Tim. Tim said, so Jair, now that you've lost to the Jets, do you care to comment on what's wrong with the defense? Ooh. No, would that be Tim, my father, Tim? I wasn't going to bring it up, but yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy with any uh, fan encouragement, so thank you, Tim. Absolutely. You know, the the defense played well in the first half. Correct. And I think we've talked about this before, is that a defense can only hold up so many times. And they were still bailing us out in the first half. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe... We either had a turnover, I think it was a turnover on downs, where we backed them up really bad in the second half, and they still held the Jets to three. Yep. Should we be worried as a defense? Yes and no. I mean, I'm less worried because we did make the adjustments that we talked about last week, right? In the first half, we did a lot of press. In the second half, it was guys missing tackles. It was the Jets scheming things open. Yeah, poor run fits and all that, and we'll get a, we'll probably dive a little deeper into exactly how that happened. We will. We will. With Jair, I don't know if they went up and asked him that afterwards. I did kind of scan YouTube today looking for those, you know, post-game interviews. Yeah. I don't watch all of them. But with certain guys, I would, especially with Jair after that whole. Oh, yeah, because he would have something to say for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. But he also played really well in this game. Oh, man. Lights out. So is he worried? Eh, I'm going to say eh, Maybe. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I got on that. I agree. I, I think overall defense did fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we gave up, what, 20 points because seven of them were on the block punt. If you yep. give up 20 points in the NFL, you should win every game, especially if you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. So I think from a defense, from a schematic standpoint, they did what we asked, and it worked for the most part. Yeah, I mean, holding up or giving up three points in one half, that's pretty damn good football. With with their passing game being essentially non-existent for the Jets due, due to our coverage style, so... I think he's feeling all right. Obviously, I'm sure they would love to throw a shutout. But all things considered, people listened, adjustments were made, and things looked a lot better for most of the game. I've heard some people say that last week was like the get right. Like after what happened against the Giants, it was a real eye-opener. Oh, maybe we should do some things different. And look, we did. So hopefully on the other side of the ball, this can be the get right game, the wake-up game, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I should have also apologized when I started the show. My allergies throw me off the heezy, so I probably sound terrible. So we're going to try to have Luke talk more in this episode. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll, we'll see about that. All right. I do have one other question for you. Please do. And this is going to be my one for the episode, and then I'll stop. So, Devin, as our resident Bear fan, is this what Jesus it feels Christ. like to not You're be done. very good at football? You're done. <laughs> You're done. But I was thinking, like, oh, are we really getting close to that point where I could just, like, identify... One of my closest friends, David Baltz, also 
great fan of the show. He's a Bear fan. He still listens every week because that's what loyal friends do. Shout out to you. Thank you. And, you know, we'll talk football. And uh, he was giving me some shit about our Peyton Manning segment and was texting me afterwards, like, just to fire me up. I sent, like, six-paragraph texts, and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you're right. I just like to push your buttons and hear you talk football. So shout out to David. Thank you. But, yeah, sometimes we were, like I said, we were just talking – Talking about the Bears, and, and he's like, yeah, like, we're just bad. Like, you just, you're kind of wondering, like, if you're playing good, you know, when is when is the hammer going to drop, right? Right. When you see those mistakes. And I'm not saying we're there yet, but it sure felt like it on Sunday, man. Yeah, there are definitely points that were like, wow, we just don't seem very good at this whole football thing. Or lack of effort. <sighs> this is what it feels like to be a bad team. And right, we've been there before, but it's always been due to circumstances. So we had some years where Rodgers didn't play the whole year or he was severely hobbled for large parts of it. And you kind of knew, like when, you know, the Scott Tolzien years, or the Seneca Wallace years, or Brett the, Hundley, Brett oh. Hundley or Deshaun Kaiser, it's like you knew going into each game, it's like, okay, we're not going to win. There's no chance. We have a terrible quarterback, except for Scott Tolzien. Love him. But when we have 12 and Aaron Jones and right. AJ Dillon and I'll stop, you you get the point. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't Correct. be doing this much less two weeks in a row. And this is the first time the floor has ever lost two back-to-back games. Correct. So it's a little humbling, oh, I think. Oh, for sure. And uh, hopefully eye-opening to all the people it needs to be in Green Bay. Indeed. All right. To I like and I know. I think and I, I think know. I think and I know. Man, it's your segment. Come on. Okay. Pull it together. Benadryl. The Packers are in deep trouble. We had a lot of things that are not really quite helping my mental status right now. So just bear with us, please. Okay. So, I know. It was two episodes. Maybe three ago. That I had an I think or I know saying that the Packers need to do something else at the offensive line. Right? Elton Jenkins... Back at right tackle, and he wasn't playing great then, still isn't playing great now. Royce Newman is an absolute turnstile. Yeah, he's not good. I don't know if he is very charitable. Maybe he does a lot of philanthropy stuff. And maybe he's like, you know what, this Quentin Williams guy, I'm just going to let him get direct pressure, go get some sacks. You know, he can get some money when his contract comes up. I can help the guys on special teams too and not block. Like, What a nice guy. Yeah, really generous. You know, mm-hmm. he has been a big mm-hmm. part in the last two weeks of helping these teams, the Giants and the Jets, who, you know, now maybe they're better than we thought they were going into the season. Right. But he has been a key part of getting these getting these teams two statement wins. So just the shout out to generosity. But going back to my point and being a little bit less sarcastic, yeah, we need to do something different. The offense line is not working. It doesn't seem like it's getting better. It seems like Royce Newman is making Josh Myers worse. We have the Commanders this week, and then we go to Buffalo, and the schedule just gets worse. We've talked about if you're going to make a change in that spot, you need to make it sooner than later, especially if there's going to be a little hiccup coming in. I'm going to be speechless if it's the same same starting five against Washington. Yeah, so will I, and and I heard some comments by Lafleur that kind of made it sound like it probably won't be, which would be great. Um, but yeah, it, it just can't be. Royce Newman, I have here in my notes because I took notes for the first time during a football game. Had a boy felt weird. Not sure how I felt about it. Newman sucks, right? Like, and he's gotten worse. 
last year as a rookie, he wasn't great, right? But he wasn't this bad. I mean, there's clips all over the internet. You feel free to go look him up. Where he's he's turning the wrong way. He's just letting people go. He's double teaming the wrong guy and letting people completely free, just straight at Rodgers and Dylan. I mean, we got blown up back to back plays by exactly the same stunt. They ran that same stunt 10, 15, 20 times during it the game. It felt like every other play. And there's one thing if you're being out physical, right? If it's Quentin Williams just bull rushing you and you are not that guy, which he isn't. And right. for that, you're like, okay, you're doing your best. But like you said, when you're just straight up missing, when you're double teaming and then the guy next to you, you know, the guy you're supposed to block goes right at Rodgers. Like, the Jets didn't even have to send five-man pressures. Like, that's one thing if it's, if it's you know, poor communication on a blitz pickup. Right, and, and you have a linebacker screaming through, but both you and the right tackle are still blocking someone. You're just not necessarily blocking the correct people. And, yeah, and the guy goes right through the gap. You see it, delayed blitzes, really smart call. Wasn't even that. No. Simple stunt that high schoolers run. Count, sir. Count how many. They have four down guys. Okay. Oh, they're probably all coming. Wait, we're only blocking like two of them. Where are the other guys? Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. Right. Moronic. It made no sense. They, they really didn't do anything special defensively to confuse us or anything. Just straight up beat us. I mean, Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, right, during our struggles against them. And we made them look just as good as the 49ers up front, which is ridiculous because Quinton Williams is good. He's not that good. But he's not that defensive line at their peak good. I don't even think those 49er defenses looked as dominant as the Jets did on Sunday, defensively. That's true, actually, because we held up pretty well frequently against the D-line anyways. Yeah, those those games, I mean, if we're thinking about the most infamous one, we're not going to go into the detail, but that was the, that was the defense not stopping anything. And then the Correct. offense is put in bad positions. This, is, this game was a different story. Yes, it was. All right, you're up. Okay. I know that I'm apparently just going to turn this segment into me publicly defending the Packers against my coworkers. So last week, it it made me go down the spiral of of Peyton Manning versus Aaron Rodgers, right? This week, I had to defend Aaron Rodgers against Josh Allen, my manager. He's a big Buffalo Bills fan from New York. Which part do you know? Upstate. Like, do you know, like, close to Buffalo? Like, Rochester? Like, Yeah, close to Buffalo. Okay. So, true, true, true Bills fan. Right? Oh, shout out to him, though. I mean, you know. Oh, without a doubt. a little bit of love. I spent four years there. We know this. They're, they're like Green Bay East. Indeed right? they are. Similar, crazy fans, small town, gets very cold, lots of snow. Mm-hmm. Right? We love the Bills here. On this I was suited well. Yes, sir. And he said that Josh Allen right now is better than prime Aaron Rodgers. Blasphemy. And I know that can be hard for a lot of listeners right now. We're all mad at Aaron Rodgers for a bunch of reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? Questionable, questionable personal decisions in the last couple of years, right? We have declining play a couple times. A couple years ago and then now. Most now, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. We have terrible haircuts. There's a lot going on with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> that makes us not necessarily love him like we may have 11 to 14, 11 to 15, mm-hmm. right? However, I challenge anybody that thinks that Josh Allen or pretty much any other quarterback in the league right now to be better than Primary and Rodgers. Go watch some of that. Primary and Rodgers was the greatest quarterback to ever step foot on this planet. 
Yeah, he could put that ball anywhere. And anywhere. while he's not Josh Allen, I get it. He's not a tight end playing quarterback, essentially size wise. I haven't seen him hurdle somebody. That's the only thing I could correct. If he's I was not trucking even, people, I was going to try to make the Josh Allen point, which I'm not. Not even going to come close. I'm letting you take this one. Thank you. So the only point you could take is that he has a higher upside from from the mobility standpoint. But back in the day, I mean, Aaron was still making people look stupid. Bears fan, do you remember Brian Erlacher and Lance Briggs? They're still sliding around. Correct. I mean, the dude had some moves. Never was Lamar Jackson out there, but he had wheels. He had great agility, a lot of mobility. He essentially, essentially, was Patrick Mahomes without the interceptions. Right? That seems pretty fair. Cannon for an arm. I would like the comparison the other way around because it's I Patrick think it's Mahomes, Mahomes is with interceptions is trying to be yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He's like Brett Favre mixed with Aaron Rodgers, realistically, like play style wise and a Kermit Frog. Yeah, at, well, voice wise, absolutely Kermit the Frog. A little bit of Ed Orgeron in there, too, at times. <clears throat> but prime Aaron Rodgers, just unbeatable with his ball placement, his accuracy. He could throw the ball through a house. Like, just everything you could possibly want at a quarterback. He had it. Three defenses. Athleticism. You want to talk about maybe not being super clutch? I would then point to point to anybody else in, the, in NFL history that has had as many successful Hail Marys as Aaron Rodgers has. And he had two you, on one drive. Jeff Ginas. The Hail Marys. He has the late field goals, a short amount of time. I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to be making this argument. This, I know. This one's on you, which is yep. not me being biased. It's just like, I can't even. I feel like it's such a it's a such a small sample size for Josh Allen too, and a, right. And Josh Allen's always had much better defenses. And I love Josh Allen as a player. Watched him in person in college when he was nothing at Wyoming, right? Because he played NIU twice, two years in a row. Little did you know. Little did you know. And my man was not very good in college. Crazy measurables, obviously. He was still giant and had an absolute cannon of an arm. I think he was completing like 50%. Passes, like in the 50s throughout yeah, his college low career. Low 50%, which is yeah. unheard of for people to be successful in the NFL. It was a big gamble when the Bills took him in the first round. Yep. High pick. It's kind of Wyoming, who is completing in the 50s. Like, what? But, I mean, it's worked out for him. Oh, 100%. And like I said, I love Josh Allen. He's my favorite non-Packers quarterback in the NFL right now. He's great. He's everything that I that I love about, about football and playing quarterback. However, he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers in his prime. That, that's all I got to say. I don't think that this is a very controversial topic. Just something I felt needed to be said. I think we should probably just kind of just kind of stop kicking the dead horse here, or else we're gonna be doing this every single week. I love you, Luke's coworkers, but there is not a quarterback, Josh Allen, Joe Montana, whoever you want to throw at us, that either of us is gonna pick over Prime Aaron Rodgers, and I feel pretty safe saying that. Oh yeah, hundred percent, not gonna happen. I do think maybe it's good to kind of talk about though. I can't imagine what, what next week could bring oh. Aaron Rodgers-wise. But yeah, I think it is good to talk, to talk about because there's been a lot of negativity about Aaron Rodgers and his play and his personality and all that. I think it's nice to try to, especially now in these dark times we have, think of some of the happy times. Think of 2011 before we lost to the Chiefs. You and know? I get that, and I do. And while we're not looking great, we still have a pulse. We do. So we're not completely in the let's think of happier times. Let's think of how do we switch the script so it is happier times. Yes. Part of my point is just 
We don't need to all just be pissed at Aaron Rodgers all the time. Because that's what a lot of, especially our fellow Packer media members, I get it. He's The guy's also allowed to get old. You know, I was reading some something that someone posted yesterday about how his rushing yards have gone down every year. Well, yeah, the dude's 38. He's not going to run as much as he did as he's 25. I think we're getting a little, we're overcorrecting a little bit on some of the Aaron Rodgers hype at this point. If we're taking a pie chart, looking at blame in this game, I give Aaron Rodgers maybe 10%. Much lower than last game. For sure. He played much better, I thought. And a lot of people were still dragging him through the coals this week. And and I thought overall he played pretty damn well and made a couple throws that made you think, oh, there he is. That's my guy. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, in the few good parts of, of that game. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not blaming him for a lot of this because if you put any quarterback behind a Royce Newman offensive line, Good luck. Correct. So that just transitions into my I know. Didn't you just do I know? Are we doubling up on I know? I didn't think that when we started this segment that we decided we had to have an I think or an I know. Okay, that's it's your segment, man. Do what you want to do. All right. Well, we'll review that in our, uh, in our corporate meetings next week. <laughs> I know that all preseason, I was all over Tyler Davis. I was saying that he was the problem, and and you know what? He was during the preseason, but that man must listen to our show and has corrected his ways. Granted, he has not seen a whole lot of snaps on offense. He's, he gets a few, but this week, one of the highlights of the game was when we, uh, Eric Wilson, that free agent that we picked up, linebacker, who spent most of his time with Minnesota. And who we talked about, thankfully. Yeah. Look Eric, at us go. Eric Wilson, thank you. Uh, gets in, blocks a punt, and look who gets on top of it. Oh, your boy. Tyler Davis. Well done, sir. Beautiful. Didn't try to, you know, a lot of those guys in those spots, you see it all the time on a on a play on special teams where the ball goes loose. Guys try to pick it up and play hero. They try to pick it up and go under the end zone, and Tyler Davis just dove on it, which is what you're supposed to do. Correct. Just get the ball, get the offense the ball. That's all exactly. you got to do. So, I know that I am passing off my current Packer Paul Bear at my funeral from Tyler Ooh. Davis. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear who's replacing him. To Royce Newman. Oh, well, that seems a little... We should just call this episode Devin Destroys Royce Newman because <laughs> that's really what it's going to be. The man, turnstile, philanthropist, turnstile on both offense and special teams. When both of those blocks come through the middle, it's him, Josh Myers, and... Not, well, I keep wanting to say Lucas Patrick, but it's not. It's the other guy that came in that got hurt for him. Jake Hansen. Jake Hansen. Right up the middle. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I know. I know. So that's that's it. I know I'm just, <laughs> mine were kind of the same, but I just figured um, that we should all just, you know, be on alert. I'm not planning on passing away anytime soon, despite how shitty I sound today. But just in case something happens... Guys, make sure, don't worry about Tyler Davis, let him about Royce his business, Newman. but okay. yeah, we can call Royce Newman and, and he can be there with you. No problem. I'll, I'll get working on that so we have that in our back pocket if we need to. Just find the contact info, like yeah. I said. No problem. I think I'm feeling good. You know, Packers picking my heart a little bit. But just in case. Just in case. Okay. I know. I'm going to follow you with the double I knows. I, I gained it. some conviction while there you, you were go. talking. There you go. Upgraded from I think to I know. I know. That despite what you're talking about, that terrible pump block, that 
Nixon, and Ford are going to be real pieces of this team. I don't just mean that on, on the punt coverage, because we've talked about that, right? And we talked about Nixon earlier in the year, played some important snaps. But Rudy Ford got out there a little bit on defense. We were trying some different stuff because we, we couldn't stop the run, right? So we put in a third safety, which is what we talked about for a while. Now we thought we were going to get this third safety in the draft. We didn't. We drafted Quay Walker to kind of replace that third safety, right? Rudy Ford got out there on some plays, and he made a couple. And it was interesting to watch him translate all that athleticism to, like, real football because coverage teams are a completely different animal, completely different skill set from, like, the rest of football. It's basically just, like, beat little press, run real fast, hit somebody, right? You're not really reading a whole lot no, there. No, there's, there's nothing going on. There's no diagnosing. You just run that direction really fast. They'll probably fair catch it. You probably don't even have to do anything, mm-hmm. right? But he had a couple plays where he kind of came screaming down to, to get the guy in the flat. I'm like, oh, Rudy Ford. Okay, okay, that looked that looked like you could be on the field, and we would not be embarrassed. He plays with his hair on fire. He does, and Nixon gave us some good some good reps a couple games ago. He looked pretty good, so I think these guys important pieces of the team, and not just what we thought when we when we signed him, right? Because part of when we signed him, part of the downside was like, oh great, our cornerback four or five is now this guy who just plays special teams. If he ever gets on the field, we're screwed. Not the case. No, sir. Then it was like, oh, great, our third safety after Vernon Scott went down in the preseason. So, go, oh, great, our third safety is going to be this special teams guy who's going to be useless on defense if he was ever out there. We're screwed. Not the case. No, I, I agree, and we totally thought the same thing going in, which we we were happy with that trade-off. I think we'd be happy with that trade-off even if they didn't perform this well on defense with Agreed. how well they played on special teams. Just a bonus. Big bonus. You feel better about depth in both spots. And also, Nixon has taken over the punt return job or the kick return kick job, return, yeah. and almost broke it Sunday. Yeah, it looked pretty good. So nice to see those guys a little more than we bargained for. Hundred percent. If only the guys that we did bargain for were actually, you know, living up to snuff. But that's for later in the show. Yes, yes, it is. Where do we even start in this game, Luke? Oh man, I don't, I don't know. Well. Let's get the uh, positives on offense out of the way because there's not very many. There's like one. There's literally, I think, one. Uh, maybe two. Maybe like one and a half. I'm going to start. Okay. Yeah, I was looking. I was thinking. I was trying. Everybody that's ever listened to this show know, should know what's coming. Oh, yeah. They should know. Right? Unleash. Unleash the Bobbert. Right. McHenry zone. Roberto McHenry. Grande. McHenry. Not, oh, he's from Indiana. I'm gonna, oh, he's from wherever. I'm going to pause you there. Yeah. Did you watch McAfee today? I did not get a chance because to. Because Rogers talked about Dean Lowry and it's like, yeah, that, that kid from Northwestern. And I was like, he knows where Dean Lowry's from. But not the guy you're throwing the ball to. Shouldn't have said that. Continue. I mean, he probably knows that he went to Indiana State and just assumed that no one goes to Indiana State outside of people that live in Indiana. Nothing Fair assumption. wrong with people from Indiana. Fair assumption, by the way. Clear. But it's like a small school. Yeah, it I is. Get, yeah. Where, I get where are you going to find that kid, right? Right. My boy, though, McHenry Zone, Roberto Grande, Big Bobbert, Big Bob, Bobby, all the names. 12 targets, 10 receptions, 90 yards. Dude led the team by far receiving. It was like he was the only dude out there at times, which is both good and bad. But the important part is he looked pretty good. He was finding open spots in zone, right? He didn't have anything crazy. His longest uh, 
Reception was only 16 yards. He didn't break anything, but consistent plays over the middle of the field. Make a guy miss, get a first down. Easy stuff that we've really been missing from that tight end position, which is something we've talked at length about over the last year. We just need somebody to do something, right? And especially with Cobb going down, looks like uh, my boy could could fill that role. I just We've never seen Rodgers utilize a tight end, I think, as heavily as he did in this game. Even like Jermichael Finley never really had those super high reception games. They're big splashy plays, but they weren't kind of the just play in, play out. Dude's getting open, give him the ball for 10 yards. I mean, Big Bob is one of the guys that he's going to trust most on this team, with especially with who's left. I think Aaron eventually learned that throwing at Sauce Gardner was not the best decision, and whenever the Jets would have Sauce on Alan Lazard, like just, I love Alan, but don't throw that way. Sauce Gardner's a dude. So if you're taking Alan Lazard away, I think Romeo had one or two drops in this game. Christian Watson's not there. Cobb's out. I mean, we were trotting out Amari Rogers for like the entire yeah. second half with significant snaps. And he did absolutely nothing with those snaps. He had one catch for 14 yards. I caught, I found myself cheering for him. That's how disturbed I was on Sunday. I do want to point out real quick because this is just kind of a, a quirky thing that, that doesn't really happen in a lot of a lot of people's lives, right? So I'm taking notes, right? Very first note I wrote down, sauce versus lizard equals bad. Yeah, my agreed. wonder. Well, the important part is my wonderful wife read that and was like, "What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? Is that a recipe? <laughs> like, are we cooking up some Cajun something? Like, what, lizards and sauces? Like, yeah, that sounds terrible. It's like, oh no, 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 it's football. It's football stuff. Don't worry about it. But it turned out to be a horrible recipe for us. Oh, I like what you did there, man. I like what you did there. Even all Ben rolled up, I can still throw. I can still throw it up from three. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I wasn't trying to, I know, I wasn't trying to take anything away from Big Bob. You know, he he did what he was asked. I mean, 10 catches on 12 targets, and we're going to need him to continue to be that force in the middle going going forward, even if we didn't have a deficit on the outside. Talked about so many times, you know, what that consistent tight end threat does in the middle. And at this point, you know, Big Bob isn't breaking many tackles, right? He's not shrugging people off. He's not taking an eight-yard gain for 20 my God, we need someone just to make an eight-yard gain. And that's what he did. So big, big shout out to McHenry's own. Happy to see you doing work, Big Bob. Absolutely. Other things on offense. Oh, God. I'm I'm trying. Um, we're, we're talking good still. Well, I mean, that okay, there's that, really only one other good that, thing that, that happened, might be, right? There's only else? one other good thing that happened. Aaron Rodgers throw to Lizard. Oh, a couple Lizard of those King. throws are absolutely beautiful. Oh, and one to Big Bob on that that comeback after he uh, he shrugged off the guy that Royce Newman just completely got destroyed by, shrugged him off, rolled out right, and then threw a laser to Big Bob with just a little toe tap. Boom, done. I'm third down. I mean, that beautiful. was that was vintage Rogers. And some of those Lizard throws, though, like you said, he hit him like in the only spot. Yeah, that who w- else makes that throw? That one go route was insanity. That seam, whenever. <laughs> Like self scouting, so hopefully other teams don't listen to our show. I know we really have to be concerned about that. And yeah, we got people across the country. We don't know when we go like trips and you see Lazard in that middle spot, just that that fade to the corner, lethal. Yeah, lethal. That like what they called it. I, I think they called it the big box fade. On yeah, their broadcast because he's going to end up as the widest receiver because he's going to kind of fade straight to the sideline from the middle. Yeah, the guy on the all the way wide just I think runs a little hook route and he yep. just goes. So, hell of a throw. I mean, it's nice to see that that connection is getting better. 
And also, it's going to need to. Yes. Randall Cobb did avoid um, structural damage, but it sounds like he has a high ankle sprain. So he didn't break it, so he's not out for the season, which, I mean, I'm sure all of us saw him in tears uh, being carted off, which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, he could have thought it was over for Guy at his age, yeah, you could think it's over. Or not even left, not even if it's, you know, physically he couldn't play anymore, but also, like, I can't be the only one thinking this. Does it look like Aaron's having fun out there? Not, Not a ton, no. And if we don't write this ship, is he coming back? Probably not. Probably not. So from either Cobb physically not being able to go anymore, or if Aaron's not back, I don't see why Cobb would want to be on this team anymore. Or he'd probably Completely just retire at that point. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he would. No love lost for him, but I, I get that business decision. Absolutely. I would not blame him for a second. So happy to see that Cobb avoided major injury. No. Uh, you know, we still have Watkins, who's supposed to come back. Not quite sure when. I don't. I don't think he's been to practice yet. I don't believe so. Watson and his hamstring. Even when he comes back, which we're not sure when that's going to be. You know, when does when is he actually going to be back and and staying back and staying healthy? Like, there's been no indication that he can do that, and he's supposed to be the big vertical upside, the big Correct. playmaker that we're waiting for to kind of open everything else up. Ick, man. Yeah. Are already not good receiving courses getting worse and worse. But, but you know what? Also, the thing about that is, too, is in order to throw passes, you have to have time. You, you need to not have your right guard or center just completely let someone walk right in, don't even check an ID, don't even see if they're of age, and just let them go kill Aaron Rodgers. My God, Aaron was sacked four times. He was hit another eight. What are you supposed to do against that man? Dude just run around for his life. That's why. That's why I can't put the blame for this game on him. I mean, it just he he never had a chance back there on he, most plays. The only thing I would like to bring up, you know, McAfee today he said he felt fine, but on some of those throws, like this offense as a whole was inept for most of the day, if not all of it. You know, we had missed blocks, we had holding calls on good runs, we had receivers dropping the ball. Like it was in all phases. AJ Dillon had a fumble, which is very uncharacteristic of him. Yeah, just. At the mesh point, too. That was, that was weird. Super weird, right? But Aaron also just flat out missed some guys. And he said on the McAfee show that, that he forgot to calculate the wind. And I'm really hoping that's it. Because there's a little bit of my head that's, you know, on some of those throws. Is it that thumb? How many times did we see so. him kind of messing with his thumb a little bit? I'm hoping it's better for this week. I think it's the thumb, honestly. If it's the thumb, and he's not 100%, and this offensive line has not protected, and maybe we try, we hopefully try a different setup this week. Right. I mean, depending on how honest Aaron is with his thumb, is there any chance? And I realize there probably really isn't, but should we be considering putting Jordan in for this Washington game? If we're shuffling the offensive line, if Mm -hmm. Aaron is, I mean, even if he's, not getting hit if the ball isn't coming out right we don't have a big margin for error i'm not going to sit here and say that i think jordan's going to be better but with the two of those combined i don't think it's ridiculous to think should you put him in for a week not going to happen it's not but should we think about it no okay i i hope you're right at this point this is going to sound really weird 
uh, let's just ride Rodgers until there's nothing left or he leaves. Is I mean, the, cause that's what's going to happen anyways. It's like with my car. I'm just going to exactly you know, keep going until it, uh, until it literally the wheels fall off the damn thing. So mm-hmm. I think that's partially my my thought process because we don't know if we're going to have to go through this entire freaking roll again next offseason. Is he going to run out? Is he going to retire? Is he going to pull Tom Brady, retire, come back? We don't know. Just I want to see him out there as much as I can, selfishly. Right. And I just I just don't care. Just get out there and play if you can. That's my thought. We need you every single we'll game see. at this point. We're not in a position where we can kind of lose a game here or there to throw Jordan Love out, who didn't look great. I know he only threw four passes. He didn't do anything, but he didn't look great either. He did not. I uh it's not like that last game he came in and he like, you know, drove down the field or whatever. He I was still disgusted. terrible. Nothing. Yeah. It was like you know what? We get to see Jordan Love in my cynic, depressed. Like, like, the oh, I get to drive with Jordan Love. I get to see what you know next year is going to hold. And Nothing. Eight yards. Yeah, two for four. QBR six point nine. Solid. Yeah. So, I mean, the offense was was horrid in pretty much every phase. That Run you could, game sucked. Think about. Yeah, because guys, still... guys aren't blocking. Yeah, it was. But it was either, if I may. Yeah. Running game. It was either. Center or right guard gets beat, or, or sometimes even JRJ was getting beat. I mean, I like him more, but he's not perfect either. No. Right, but guys are getting beat at the point of attack, and then Aaron Jones or Dylan has somebody in their lap right away. Or there were a couple times they busted off 10, 15-yard runs, and there's a holding call. Call back. And a lot of these these holds are not like necessary for the play. Some no. holding calls, you see it, and you're like, oh, well, that run wouldn't have been anything if they didn't call. Right. If he wasn't holding. These were unnecessary holds between offensive line not blocking and there being no running game, or if it is it's a penalty, which then, oh, puts us back, right? Us trying to go empty. And there are a couple times you went empty, and it was like third and eight. And I was like, this is just going to be a sack. Like, there's no way. There's nothing. There's, there's, nothing. there's nothing. Receiver's not catching the ball. A.J. Dillon's fumble. I'm sorry for being the dead horse, guys, but there was, there was nothing out of this offense. Yeah, and, and part of what I did not enjoy was once again Aaron Jones did not get the ball in the first half. He had what like three carries, four carries in the entire first half, and I get it. You know, we're we're not sustaining drives, you're not gonna have a lot of plays and that kind of thing, but even despite his terrible average of two point one yards, nine carries, nineteen yards. Like he is our best player on offense, not named Rodgers, and this year probably also named Rodgers. Like he's better than Aaron Rodgers so far this year. He is the offense. He's the hope for the offense. Yeah. Right. He's had our highest highs so far this year. You have to do something with him. And it was very frustrating watching the second half, right? Because the Jets got creative. Mike LaFleur outcoached Matt LaFleur. Easily. Offensive scheme-wise, right? Mm-hmm. They did a lot of traps. A lot of traps. And we fell for it every time. They did some interesting yeah. stuff where they had Brees Hall lined up as kind of a wing tight end scenario and Michael Carter in the backfield. And they ran some sets off of that, some stretch plays to Carter. They had the touchdown, the trap play to Brees Hall kind of come across from that tight end-ish position. That was Quay Walker's fault, 200%. Oh, 100%. Bad defense play. I get, I get it, what but you're like saying. Creativity, is creativity. Right? So I get that Aaron Jones just straight up the gut didn't work. Neither did A.J. Dillon. Oh, hey, maybe we should do something. They did almost hit him down the sideline, but of yes. course... Aaron, Aaron missed, missed it. I mean, at least we tried, but yes. put him out wide. Do something. Just do something you're to get the man me the ball. You're telling me 
when Cobb goes down, sorry for cutting you off, when Cobb goes down, and that means that when we're going a lot of the, those three receiver sets, like Amari Rodgers just has to be out there. We've talked about it before. You, you don't think that Aaron Jones would be a better slot receiver in that point than Amari Rodgers? I honestly think he would be. Have him run some of the jet stuff. Do whatever, whatever you, you do. need to do. Once again, right? The Jets ran exactly what we could run. Shocking. They're brothers. They run the same offense. Weird. Mind blown. Right? They have two good running backs. We have two good running backs. Oh, weird. We forget that sometimes. Hmm. We have yet to see the play we scored against the Bears on with the little the little push pass to Aaron Jones coming across the field on, on the motion, right? With AJ Dillon lead blocking. Haven't seen it since. Well, it worked, so we obviously can't use it again. Right. We can't do that. We just gotta run them into nobody. Preferably on Royce Newman's side. Like, what are we doing? No, no, no. You said run into nobody. We ran into Quinn and Williams, we ran, bro. Ran into we Quinn got that Williams. man some we money. Ran into Quinn Williams. We ran into CJ Mosley. We kicked to Quinn and Williams. Uh, we did everything to Quinn and Williams. Good player out of Alabama. It took him a couple years to kind of get there, but he's there. He You're got welcome. There. You're welcome. If there were questions, Quinn, we got you, bro. Yeah, we're going to put you on national television and then uh, just let you tackle everybody. When you were talking about the scheming, you're scheming things open, one thing I did want to kind of point out, shouting out Matt LaFleur. I mentioned to you, either off air or on the show, J.J. Anikbari, who did have a good play earlier in the game. He had a sack, first career sack. He did, yeah. So our, our third pass rusher, I think of our mock draft, he was the only guy, I believe I picked him. So you're proud right. of that. You're right. Uh, but I was not proud. I've seen him plays before where teams attack the outside mm-hmm. on like counters not like a stretch but a counter or a misdirection or something and his job is to stay home and seal that edge right contain it yeah guess where they went at with Braxton Berrios and that jet sweep yep. it, it was it was painful to watch but when you watch film when you see players tendencies you're like hey that guy bites down if we do yep. this we're gonna have an alley and they perfectly did why can't we do that? Exactly. And why isn't he being coached up more? At right, even I know we're kind of jumping to defense here, but if that's Preston Smith, it is not a touchdown, right? It's not. But there, but you know it's Enigbari, so you run it that way. Correct. You wouldn't run it at Preston Smith. You just wouldn't. And if you're just if you're the offense or you're the outside linebackers coach, you have like four or five guys. And the amount of film that you watch, like how are we not seeing that? Or maybe he just isn't executing it. But the yeah. fact that I was afraid of that going in, that I've been afraid of that watching his film, and I'm a nurse in the Chicago suburbs, and I can see that, like, what are we doing? Not much. Not much. I mean, do we do we beat this dead horse of an offense anymore? Do we just go to defense? I think one thing, just looking ahead slightly and talking about this offense, what does your offensive line look like? Oh, something if, I wanted to joke to about. Be, you got to be a uh, little Butkus, okay. offensive line coach. Something I want to joke about with you first is that if we're looking at this offensive line, when Royce Newman goes down, out of the offensive linemen that were dressed for this game. Correct. Let's let's pretend Sean Ryan was dressed. I don't think he was. Let's pretend he, he wasn't, was. which is not a good sign, by the way. No, it's not. Who is the... Worst offensive lineman you could put in that spot. Uh, Jake Hansen. Yeah. Jake Hansen. Who are you put in there? Uh, Jake Hansen. Jake Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's what I would do. I would bring Elton Jenkins back to right guard. Okay. And then I would do an open competition this week. 
between Zach Tom and Yash. It is a lot easier to help a tackle than to help a guard. Because the only people that can help a guard are the center and tackle. We're both busy. Yeah. Busy. And I honestly do think that Josh Myers has been made worse by Royce Newman. I 100% believe that. Yeah. Yeah, Because you have the uncertainty. You're not trusting yourself because you don't know what the hell the guy is going to do next to you, which none of us really do. Right. And it's not like JRJ is awesome. He's not. He's just. He's good. He's just not dog terrible. It's your fault every play. He's averaged just slightly above, which is good. He's supposed to be the weak link on this offense. He's supposed to be. And it's obviously Royce Newman. Could he be the right tackle? Possibly. I would like to think that Elton Jenkins is going to be playing than playing better than Billy Turner was at right guard, right? Because it also matters the player, but then also you know the player next to you, right? Could Royce Newman be as good as Yash Nyman or Zach Tom at right tackle? Possibly, possibly, but at least move Elton to right guard and then try out one of those three, or for your grandma's sake. Put out Caleb Jones. Shout out to My Caleb God, Jones. I don't care if he gets speed rushed around the edge every single time. Just try something different. I know that it's a different offensive line coach. It's Butkus now, and Stunovich is now the offensive coordinator. But right. you know he has his hands. Oh, he's got in that to. kitchen. He better. And with an offensive line group that over the years we have been so quick to make changes. For no reason, when everything is going right. At the worst possible time, had, generally. <laughs> exactly. When you have one player who is a cancer to that side of the line and you have an easy fix, I mean, I think I think the easy fix is, is moving Elton in. Agreed. And then you still, I would say you still probably have a better player at right tackle. I think you could probably get more out of Zach Tom or Yash at right tackle than we were at Elton than we were of Elton. So you have two positions where you're improved. That was going to be my exact point at that point, where you're making the right guard or left guard. If he's more comfortable left guard, you can put JRG on the right side. Whatever, right? I'm not too concerned about the guard sides. However that works out. If you want to just solidify that left side, put Elton back next to Bakhtiari and just have the left side be all pro, I'm here for it. only run left. That's it. (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes. Then you put Yash and JRG on the right. Whatever it is, I think those are, that's the five. I think so, if too. If Josh can, can execute at right tackle. It feels like we're very hesitant to do that, and I don't particularly know why. He played right tackle for a year in college. Like It's not like he's never done it. And again, you can help the tackle easier. You can chip, which is something we also didn't see. We have Mercedes Lewis, big dog, who's another offensive tackle. And oh, by the way, maybe we just play him at right tackle. Big Bob can chip. Yeah, can. put Mercedes Lewis there, because he would at least try. Like... I don't know how effective he would be, but I promise you he would at least put his hands on somebody. Where Royce Newman, the only person he's putting hands on is me when he lays me into the ground. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Uh, So you would have the same starting five? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, I assume Yash would be the right tackle. Unless there's something that we don't know about that completely prevents him from lining up on the right side. It's like Zoolander. He can only turn one way. Which, like, is a thing for tackles. It's hard for them to, to swap sides. But he's done it. It's not like this yeah. guy has never played right tackle in his life. So, Agreed. But I think Elton hasn't looked great at, at right tackle. I truly believe it's because he's not fully back from his ACL. He came back pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And people don't truly gain all of their athleticism back for at least a full year. Sometimes, in lots of cases, two full years. Uh, 
So I th- I think he's just not the athlete he needs to be at right tackle to be as successful as he should be. He's reaching a lot. He's holding a lot where he should be able to trust that athleticism. This is not an issue at guard. You're not dealing with the athletes that you do at, at tackle. So I would put him at guard again and then put Yash, Tom, whoever you want to at right tackle. Anybody but Newman, pretty much. Yeah, no more Royce Newman. I think we'd all be a lot happier. Agreed. So I mean, we can go to defense, but this is just a weird game for me to talk about defensively because I don't like I, I, the defense did fine. They they did what they needed to do for the majority did. of the game. I felt like we had the block punt seven points right. Um, our offense block kick that's three points. You know, if you give essentially ten points back to us in this game, the whole complexity is different defensively. So. I think my biggest takeaway was shocking. J.R. Alexander is still really damn good when you let him play aggressive. You finished my sentence. Let the man play. Let him press. Let him go up and challenge people. He destroyed Garrett Wilson. He looked wonderful. He looked awesome. Eric Stokes appears to be having a little bit of a sophomore slump, but that's that's the only other thing I can say about anybody and in the secondary. he looked fine. Yeah, that Corey Davis play, I would like him to play a little bit better. But that looked like Eric Stokes to me. That's the same thing he did all of last year. He's constantly in position, doesn't get his head around. Yeah, and he said so after the game that that was on him. I'd like to see him play a little bit better. But at least I know that's Eric Stokes. Yeah. That's his weakness, but he's going to be there. He just may or may not get his head around and make a play on the ball. Here's a take question for you. On defense. Okay. Talking about... It's going to feel weird to say this, but probably one of our biggest links, especially in rundowns, mm-hmm. when Chris Barnes comes back, do you want him over Quay Walker? Because I might. Yeah, I might if Quay doesn't turn it around a little bit. I'm fine, I think, with Quay more passing situations. When he's in man, which also like, it's difficult because you can't just give that like dead giveaway, like, oh, Quay Walker's in, he's going to cover the running back. Right. But when he's assigned to somebody... He, like Saquon he does last super week. well, yeah. But then when you when you put him, and he has to see the field, he has to see what's coming. Handoff crossers in and, zone and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Or a halfback cutback. He just, I think he like over pursues. He needs to be yes. a little more patient, and then he's out of position, and then you just cut right by him. And and teams are starting to target him, I believe, with their game plan. Without a doubt, I think he's over aggressive at times, while also not being able to read the offensive play fast enough. So, which puts him out of position a lot. And something that both inside backers have had issues with is just depth. Right? They don't get deep enough on a lot of these crossing rounds. And the defensive line has done a pretty damn good job this year, so it's kind of yeah. surprising that they have that little faith, that they, need, that they need to be backing him up that quickly to stop the run. Yeah, I feel like the D-line's been pretty solid. I mean, Rockford's own, and yes, he did go to Northwestern. Dean Lowry had a couple nice plays. He did. He T.J. A, Slayton has yep. a few splashes. Yep. So, I mean, the D-line's coming along, even without Devontae Wyatt. I feel pretty solid about them. Preston looks good. It's on the edge like ever. Put some pressure on the quarterback. Rashawn Gary got his another sack, so mm-hmm. he's got one in, in almost every game. Six total sacks. Should have right in now. every game. He should have in every game. Um, Darnell Savage or Razul, whoever that was. Razul, I believe. So, I... I think they look pretty good. The secondary looked pretty good. Um, Savage was still hit and miss. Amos had a good day. He thumped one of the tight ends. He so killed him. It was awesome. I mean, Zach Wilson finished with 110 through the air. Douglas was fine. Um, he actually he had a really nice run stop, which was cool to see. He did. Kind of like in back the middle. Back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, it was nice back when we still like 
kind of had a shot. So we, we had a we shot like, for like a lot of this game. It felt like, yeah, and then we just couldn't put anything together towards the end there. But defense, I like they did fine. I mean, you give up twenty points to the Jets, you think you win, probably right? Like, and and this Jets team doesn't suck. They have a lot of good skill position players, right? A lot of good young guys. Both running backs are good. Michael Carter's a good running back, and he's their backup now because Brees Hall's awesome. Their drafts have been very good lately. Yep. Got CJ Uzama. No. CJ Uzama, too. Got both of them. And Tyler Conkley. They're both Conklin. They're both solid tight ends, so that's not even a weakness. No. You have great receiving talent. I mean, Elijah Moore, we held to absolutely nothing. Corey Davis had the one big play, and that's it. Garrett Wilson did absolutely nothing. Zach Wilson's at least super talented, even if it's not necessarily showing all the time. So 20 points to them, I don't feel bad. I don't. And some people in that pick about how they couldn't get a stop in the fourth quarter. Man, I feel like they were on the field the entire game. They bailed us out for most of that game. It's only a matter of time, right? And, I mean, offenses, a lot of what they do is they 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 poke and they prod to see where your weaknesses are. Yep. And if you put them on the field, the defense on the field enough – they're not going to get stops the entire game. Like you said, holding the Jets to, to 20 or whatever it is based off of, I guess it's 20 with the, the block punt. Yeah, which doesn't include some of the bad positions, the fumble and the block field goal and stuff put them in. Exactly, exactly. I don't really blame the defense, but you know, if we talk special teams, part of it's Rick Passaccia, right? He's the coach of the whole McConnell yeah. But guess who I'm pointing right back to? My boy Royce, who was... He was the guy. I know at least on the on the field goal block when Quentin Williams came right through. I know he was supposed to be blocking him. I know he was on the punt team. I did not torture myself to go back and watch that. I only do that once every two years. So uh, that I, I've was, hit my quota for that. That was actually uh McStuffie. No, was it? Yeah, on the it was. punt? Yeah, it was. And didn't Dallin Levitt like just knock it over? What was well, the situation there? Dallin it looked like Dallin Levitt, the personal protector, went to where he was supposed to. And McStuffie let the wrong guy through. Isaiah. Right, because McStuffie should go inside. Personal protector should go outside. Inside to outside, definitely. And and vice versa happened. So that was was a problem. I feel like that's kind of a thing that we've forgotten about talking about this game. Is that we had a blocked field goal and a blocked punt for a touchdown. And oh, by the way, offense. We, We blocked a punt. I know it was nice, but it's like the Niners all over again, man. We blocked a punt, and then we take a sack, and we don't even get a field goal. Like, what? So weird. So weird. It's, like, completely forgotten. Like, I obviously know that we blocked that punt, but it doesn't feel... Because nothing came of it. Nothing came of it. We didn't look good. We, I mean, we looked awful throughout this game. Yeah. I kind of have nothing else nice to say. No. No. Me neither. So, looking ahead... Next on week, to Washington. on to Washington. I just kind of want to preview this before I make my next point. We go to Washington against my cousin Taylor Heineke, which, by the way, is potentially a bad thing. That is much worse than playing Carson Wentz. However, shout out to Carson Wentz for absolutely laying out Roquan Smith. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Probably one of the best plays of Carson Wentz's career. Uh, but after that, we go to Buffalo, and. Yeah. We go to the Lions, which people are like, ha-ha, the Lions. Didn't they beat us last year? And don't you think that this team yeah. is going to play with their hair on fire? And they score a lot of points they now. score a lot of points. We then go, or I guess Dallas comes to us. Dallas okay. is 5-1, and 6-1. and one. Dak's back. I know it's McCarthy, but Micah Parsons, yeah. 
Michael Mike Parsons, Parsons is a problem. Royce Newman, it's a problem. Uh, we then host the Titans, and then we go to Philly. Who's undefeated. Who's undefeated. That's tough. Not a single easy game there. No, I mean, the Commanders should be... Yeah, this should be a winnable game. One. But when it comes down to it, is do we actually show up? I mean, if we think we have the mindset that we're going to go into Washington and beat up Taylor Heineke, that man is going to run all over you. He is squirtly. And you have a defensive line with Chase Young, Deron Payne. Uh, Chase Young's out, but yeah. Thank you. You have Deron Payne. Deron Payne. And uh, Jonathan Allen, very Jonathan strong Allen. up the middle. Yeah, we're bad for guards. Yeah. Bad for bad guard they play. Two, they probably have the best tackle pair in the NFL. They did. Yeah, agreed. And that's like a weakest spot. So yep. if we don't, guys, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but we just try to be honest and communicate what we're thinking. If we don't make a switch of guard, the defense and special teams have to win this game because we are not going to do anything against them if we trot out Royce Newman at right guard. We're going to have no time. That pocket's going to, yeah, pocket's going to break down straight up the middle, which is the absolute worst place for it to do, mm-hmm. for it to happen. I mean, Sometimes you can like try to chip with a running back, but I feel like that's so much less effective. If you, it isn't. By that time, it's all it's already in your face. He's got a steam. Like we've seen AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones both amicably try to like do pass protection against someone way bigger than them. Yep, and, and they just get ran through. Yep, it's the so way it works. It's a lot easier to help a tackle, mm-hmm. right? Because then you can have you can chip them before you they can get ahead of steam. With the tight end, yeah. You know, have have the tackle kind of force him outside, have him take outside leverage, and then at the tight end, just bop him back to the middle. Yep. Running back can do the same thing while they're leaking out to the flat. You have options. Easy peasy. But if we go out with Royce Newman in a right guard, guys, I it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a real problem. Hopefully if, Taylor Heineke throws us the football. If we lose this game for three and four. If we're three and four, and maybe if it's on some fluky stuff. Okay. But the issue isn't, guys, that we're three and three. It's that we're three and three and we're playing the way we are. And we're three and three, but the teams that we played who are better than we thought, but still, we should be winning these mm-hmm. games. If I would have, with how I thought this team was going to look, right? With how good defense looked at the end of last year and some of the pieces we thought were coming along, right? I would have still thought, even if we had healthy Watson and everyone, that Buffalo. And the Eagles were probably going to be losses. Agreed. And now Titans, Lions, Cowboys, and even Commanders seems like it is possible for us to take the L unless we show up, do our jobs, and actually coach and execute smart. What a concept. Weird. Yeah, really, the Titans are the only other not easy game, but they're they're not as good as the rest of those teams. So that, that we have to win this game and be four and three. Going into Buffalo. We're going to Buffalo. Buffalo's going to be coming off a bye. This could be a problem. That yeah. de- that Buffalo pass rush is very good. Is very good. And they have enough pieces in the secondary. They had a couple ball hawking linebackers. Micah Hyde's out. We know about the offense. Yeah, but the I think it's Jaquan Johnson has stepped up. Either him or DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, it's Hamlin. still good, but not Micah Hyde. No. No one's Micah Hyde. Come on now. I know. We well, know better than most. Love that man. Love that man. I don't know, man. I feel like if we just keep the show going, I'm just going to keep on saying, get rid of Royce, Royce Newman, Newman. Yep. play smarter. But when it comes down to it, if the offense line doesn't play better, nothing else matters. Like, it doesn't matter about trying to get the ball to Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon or what we do if Randall Cobb's out. Because if we don't have protection, nothing matters. If we don't have run blocking, 
It doesn't matter if you have LT back there, bro. Like, we're not going to do anything. Yeah, no, good point. Good point. Definitely going to come down to protection, execution. We need to kind of get right here. Uh, Hopefully we can make some turnovers happen. We've been very bad at that this year. Um, Have not been really positioned for anything. We need something to go right. Like, if Washington gets the ball, like a Razul pick six could right this ship. That would make me feel so much better, yeah. We need to win this game, and we need to show that we are the Green Bay Packers. Not this mockery that we've been lately. Not this team pretending to be the Packers. Can we please show the league that we are the team that we're supposed to be? Maybe. This was all just a ruse to get us to three, four losses right off the bat, and then, bam, we should go undefeated the rest of the time. We only win 13 games, no more, no less. When we won the Super Bowl, we were three and three. Starting off, there you go. And there's a there's been seasons where we started worse. I just think the the moom and gloom is that we're three and three, and we have this record coming up now. Thankfully, uh, a lot of our other NFC opponents that we needed to lose the, lost. The like NFC is wild. We this are year. right wide in open. the middle of it. Yeah, I know the Bucks lost to Mitch Trubisky. Are, are we we just doing our, our around the league right now? Uh, as can, well, I can jump around to that. Yeah, I didn't have yeah, it pulled lost up. Lost to but, uh, Mitch Trubisky, your, sh- your boy. Shout out to my boy Mitch. A half of Kenny Pickett and a half of. Mitch. Mitch finished like eight of ten with a buck fifty and a touchdown. He looked good. Boy took care of business. See, even though he isn't starting for us, he's still helping us out. I appreciate that, Mitch. Appreciate you, Mitch. All right. Other games. So the commanders did beat the Bears in Thursday night football. That was just a horrible game yeah, of football. Absolutely awful. The highlight literally was when slaying out Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent the highlight. Giants. Again, appear to be a better team than we what thought. Are they doing, man? they beat good. the Ravens the uh twenty four to twenty. So now very well coached. Up to five and one. Yeah, Dable's that dude. He is. Another product of Buffalo. Yep. The Bengals beat the Saints. So Saints continue to look very questionable. Yep. Where I talked about the Bucks. And I would say one of the bigger upsets of the week. Marcus Mariota goes like thirteen yeah. of fourteen. 150 yards and a touchdown, but the Falcons ground and pound the mm-hmm. Niners into submission, 28-14. to 14. Very weird game. Very weird game. Mariota looked good with his legs. Odd. Yeah. Just just an odd result. Crazy. Wait. Wait. Making a game plan on your player strengths. That's a good idea? Sometimes. Food for thought. The Rams... Kind of squeaked by the Panthers, who just fired their head coach. Just, they, just everybody's terrible in that game. They they kicked out Robbie Anderson, their wide receiver, who they then traded to the Cardinals afterwards. They're but, listening to offers for Christian McCaffrey. Maybe put him in slot. Just weird things. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Very expensive slot receiver. But. I'll take it. Yeah, but they uh, they only beat the Panthers twenty four to ten. So and I think they had to like come back. They were losing for a big chunk of that game. I believe the Rams did lose the right tackle. No boom, no bloom, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So we'll see how long he's gone. But that offensive line also isn't looking great. And look, nope. the Rams are three and three. Funny how that works. Yep. It's like those things are correlated. Doesn't matter Weird, what weapons man. you have. Weird. Even if it's Cooper Cup or it's Alan Lazard, doesn't quite matter. I'll continue. They're the same to me. <laughs> I'm taking Alan any day. <laughs> the Geno Smith resurgent continues, and they uh, hold off the Cardinals 19 to 9. Cardinals suck. Cardinals do suck. Not worried about them. And the only other game that really mattered this past weekend was the Eagles did squeak out a win at home against Cooper Rush's Cowboys 17-16. So it looks like all those theories 
or rumors of a quarterback competition when Dak comes back are Yeah, they're over. gone. Cooper Cush turned back, turned back into the pumpkin. Um, they're looking forward to Dak. Nice to see the Eagles not looking indestructible. I mean, that's it's a close margin for a backup they, quarterback. They did for like a half, and then the second half of the Cowboys really came on. Also, the Vikings won, so one of the divisions getting more and more challenging. Oh, I did miss that. Yeah, at this they point. They don't look good, but they keep winning. In so. the words of Jim Mora, playoffs? I hope no. we can win a game. But I actually no. do. Just hope we can win a game. It it's can show up for a game and, that. you know, play four quarters. Offense, defense. Special teams. You're asking a lot, man. There was a time where we didn't even think about this. No, we just came in and we we played football and we left with W's. It was amazing. Yeah. Can we now, go back to that? The good news is we do still have a chance at the playoffs. Very good one, actually, uh, because the NFC is just completely wide open. Everybody kind of sucks. No one's really good except the Eagles. So maybe the Cowboys. Pretty much just the NFC East, and I don't. No one actually believes in the Giants. So. Yeah, we plenty of season left. We can do it. We just need to show up and win. That simple. Put your players in the best positions to be successful. If we can see it here, if so many other people who talk about the Packers and the NFL in general can see it, why aren't you guys and what are we doing about it? Well, hopefully that's all about to change, Devin. Hopefully it's all about to change. Like we said, the defense kind of had their come right moment. Yep. Now it's the offense's turn. I'm hoping that we have a much more chipper episode next week. But until next time, go back, go. Go back, go.